for allowing us, God, just to see another day. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us, God, to have breath in our body, for allowing us to have clothes on our back, shoes on our feet. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us, Father God, to have food to eat. We thank you, Father God, for saving us, God. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify you, God, that we're here today amongst one another, God, to do, God, what you have called us to do. And, Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, the blood which he shed on Calvary for the remissions of our sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So, Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Been a long time, huh? I believe it's been so long, people have meditated on this so much that they can um, tell me what you have learned so far. Everybody looking at me, what? <laughs> we went over last time we, when we were together the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. So um, we took a test on those um, three revelation um, gifts, the gifts that reveal. We went over scriptures pertaining to those gifts, and I pray that everybody understand the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Tonight, I'm going to go over the power gifts, and the gift that I'm going to go over tonight is the gift of faith, and which the power gifts are the gift of faith, the gift of healing, and the working of miracles. And all of these three here work together. And they are called power gifts. So let's start off with the gift of faith. The gift of faith is a supernatural gift given by the Holy Spirit for you to believe in something that is not possible. The gift of faith, it is a supernatural gift given by the Holy Spirit for you to believe in something that is not possible. That's what the gift of faith is. Now, I'm going to talk about, first of all, natural faith. All of us in this room have natural faith. And this natural faith that we have is a faith that we believe according to our five senses. What we can see, what we can hear, what we can taste, what we can touch. What else did I, and what else did I miss? S smell. All of those are our five senses. So we go on natural faith faith based on our five senses, just like the chair that you're sitting, sitting in. You sit down because you see that chair. If that chair was not there, you wouldn't sit down because you know a chair is not there. With natural faith, we get in our car. We believe that that car is going to crank. We don't even have a second thought that that car is not going to crank. Natural faith is believing for natural things, things that you can actually see. So, when we look at God's kind of faith, the God kind of faith is the kind of faith that God gives us when we are born again. And that faith comes from God and is part of the fruit of the Spirit according to Galatians 5.19. So that's the God kind of faith that each one of us have now that we are born again. Some of these scriptures I'm going over with the God kind of faith, you already know it. But it's going to lead up to the gift of faith so you will know the difference. In Romans 10, 17, it says, so faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. So we see this is how faith come. It comes by hearing 
and hearing the word of God. So with the, the God kind of faith, we believe in um, supernatural things. It's things that we don't go on based on our five senses. This is what the God kind of faith is. So when I'm believing for something I don't see, that's the God kind of faith. Because the Bible says in what? Hebrews 11, what? One. Now faith is what? Is it 11, uh, 3? Or is it 11, 1? It said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things what? Not yet seen. That's what faith is. And this is what um, the God kind of faith is. It's things that we're hoping for, that we're believing for, but we don't see those things. It's not based on the natural. It's based on the supernatural. It's based on what the word of God has already said unto us. When we look at Romans 12, 3, it says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So this is Paul talking to the Romans. Paul was telling the Romans that they should not think of themselves more highly than they ought to think because God has dealt to each man the measure of faith, meaning that everybody that is born again got the same measure of faith. So when we pray, we shouldn't pray, God, increase my faith. God is not going to give you any more faith. You got all the faith that you need because the Bible tells you if you have faith, as small as a grain of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. You can speak to that mountain. You can tell that mountain to be thou removed. So that is God's kind of faith that he gives each believer. All of us have the same measure of faith. Do not ask God to increase your faith. It's in the Bible where God was telling the disciples, Jesus was, that how many times they had to forgive. Was it 70 times seven in a day? That means, you know, you, you steady forgiving people. And, and the disciples said, then you need to increase our faith because they was looking at, that's just totally impossible. Give me more faith for that. That is not um, what you asked for. And that's why Jesus had to go back and explain that because some people are saying, God, increase my faith. That is opposite of what God has said. He has given all of us the same measure of faith. So when we look in the word of God, what we have to understand is, remember, God is not giving you more faith. You don't, don't be asking him to increase your faith because you're not getting any more. He gave you all the faith that you need. But we, our faith have, have to grow. How does our faith grow? Through getting into the word of God. Remember this, Romans 10, 17. Say, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. I'll use Athea for example. If Athea is in her word every day and she's taking that word and she's applying that word to her life, faith is just like a muscle. You know how men, I guess y'all can identify with this. When you go to the gym, you work out. You work out, you develop muscles. If you quit going to the gym, what happened to the muscles, Manny? They get smaller, they get weak. But you got to keep working out. You got to keep doing that in order for those muscles to continue to grow. So that's how faith is. If you're not 
um, going into the word of God on a daily basis, your faith is not going to grow. It's not going to get stronger. It's not going to get great, meaning that God ain't going to increase it. But the more you stay in the word of God, the more you come to know the word of God, the more you come to believe the word of God. And this just like a muscle that you just working out every day. So when things come up in your life, you believe in what the words say opposite to what's going on in the natural. Look at your neighbor say, I believe I'm getting it. So this is what's happening to the body of Christ. We're still asking God to do something. Anybody in this room who's asking God to do anything, their faith ain't been developed. You're not in the word the way you need to be in the word. Anybody that's begging God to do anything outside of the word of God, you have to be in the word of God to know what the word is saying. So when things come up in your life, faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God, you're going to hear the word and not only hear it, but you're going to do what the word is saying. That's when your faith began to grow. When you're hearing and you doing, your faith is growing. And that's why in the Bible, we see little faith. We see getting strong in faith. We see great faith. It's because they spend so much time with the word that their faith is increasing. Their faith is growing. Like I was saying with a thief, a thief is in the word every day. And Athea is applying that word to her life, and her faith is growing. And let's just say Quana walk in the room, and Quana's having some situations going on in her life. And Athea is saying, no, Quana, I understand what you're saying, but that's not what God says. And Quana tell Athea, you don't understand what I'm saying. This is what's happening in my life. Athea is saying, I heard you the first time, but that's not how the kingdom reacts to the natural. This is what God is saying. God is saying, you can do all things through Christ with strengthen me. But Quana say, no, I can't. Athea is applying that verse and she's speaking that verse because she lived that verse. She done not just telling her that verse, but her life is reflecting what she's saying because she never say, I can't. When anybody asks her to do something out of the norm, the verse comes up and say, Athea, you can do all things through Christ with strengthening you. You don't need the education to do that. I'm going to give you the wisdom. I'm going to give you the know-how. So Athea jumps in there and they, she does it. And then the next thing they say is, Athea, who taught you how to run that soundboard? You, you're not a sound engineer. You don't know nothing about this. But she took the word of God and she applied it and she did it. So guess what? She's conquering something that she didn't know before because she applied the word of God before the task came. That's what it is to have God's kind of faith. In First Thessalonians, no, Second Thessalonians, the first chapter, the third the third verse, this is what the word is saying. And I'm reading out the expanded Bible. It says, we must, ought to always thank God for you, brothers and sisters. This is only right because your faith is growing more and more. And the love that every one of you has for each other is increasing. So this is what was being said unto them. He said, your faith is growing more and more. How did he know that their faith was growing more and more? Because when you spend time with someone, 
You're going to know where they are with God. You're going to know by the life that they live, whether or not their faith is growing more and more. The more time you spend in the word of God, the more time you spend with God, you're going to grab hold to God's way of doing things more than another Christian that don't spend time in the word of God. They're going to go on what it look like. They're going to go on what it sound like. They're going to go on what it smell like. They're going to go on how they feel. They're not going to go on what the word of God is saying and they're saved. That's not how it's supposed to be for a Christian. A Christian's supposed to... Um, you know, we walk by faith and not by sight. That's what a Christian's supposed to do. Walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live. Y'all get it? The just shall live by faith. So if you in the word of God and you read that scripture that says the just shall live by faith, who's the just? We are the just. And that's how we live our lives according to faith, by faith. So when things come up in your life in the natural, you can't go on the natural. You have to go on the what the word is saying. When you go on what the word is saying, your faith begin to activate itself because you going on the word and that's when manifestation takes place in your life because you're believing outside of your circumstance. So that's what um, the gift of faith does. Let me give you the examples of... Um, Great faith and little faith. In Matthew 14, 28 through 31. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind bolsterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. Verse 31. And, and immediately Jesus scratched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? Do you see he used little faith here? Jesus knew that the faith that Peter needed, he had. Because he um, heard, Je- he saw Jesus, he said, Jesus, if it's you, bid me to come. Peter was coming to Jesus. He was believing in Jesus. But when he looked in the natural... And saw what was going on in the natural, he fell. Come on, some of us do that just like Peter did it. When we see our situation, we'll start out good according to what the word is saying. But when something comes up in our lives that knock us down, we fall and we look more at the situation than we're looking to Jesus. That's why Jesus told Peter, oh, thou of little faith. He knew that his faith had not been developed to continue to do what Jesus told him to do. That's how some of our lives are. Sometimes we start out because everything is going good in our lives. We have money, no aches, no pains in the body. We, you know, have joy, no depression, no oppression, and everything is good. So when everything is good in our lives, we spend time away from the word instead of spending time in the word to develop our faith according to the word. So we just take time outside of the word. We go spend money. We go eat like we want to. We, you know, cut the food with everybody and don't even take time to open up the word. So when something comes up in our lives, the first thing that we run to is man instead of running to God to say, God, what do you have to say about this? You're going to know where your, what kind of faith you have at that time. 
You already have the God kind of faith, but if you have not been exercising your faith according to the word of God, you're going to go back to what you're accustomed to or who you've been with. If you have not been into the word, you're going to grab hold to how you feel. You're going to grab hold to what you heard or what you see. You're not going to grab hold to the word of God. Your faith is not going to be activated even though you have faith. All of us have the same measure of faith. But the ones that's been exercising their faith, I'll give you an example. Remember Caleb and Joshua when they sent Moses sent the spies to out to spy the land that God had promised them. They went out and spied the land, but when they come back, they come back with the negative report. They said they look like giants in our eyes. We look like grasshoppers. See, they were going on what they were seeing. But the thing is, God told them that this was their land. They even brought back the fruit of that land, and they even admitted that this land was what God said, but. But then Caleb and Joshua stood up in the midst of them and they said that basically that they can conquer these giants because of what God said. See, they didn't have little faith. Their faith was growing because they took the word that God has said and they applied it to their lives outside of what they heard, outside of what they saw. So they were standing on the word of God. They were not standing on their circumstances. So that's an example of little faith and that's an example of strong faith so we see Peter was in little faith and Jesus let him know this is where you are Peter Peter walked with Jesus Peter saw the things that Jesus did he saw the miracles he saw all of these things but he was stepping out saying okay bid me to come and he trusted him for that little time until he looked at his situation this is what we do when you take your eyes off of him and off of what he said that's when we sink as well let's look at another one in Matthew 8 verses 5 through 10 I believe all of us is familiar with this this is dealing with the centurion who came to Jesus about his um, servant that was sick that was ill and Jesus told him that he will come to his house and heal him but he told him I'm not worthy for you to come to my house so he recognized Jesus authority and um, Jesus began to tell him, I'm going to start in this verse, in verse 10, he said, When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that follow, Verily I say unto you, I have not found such so great faith, no, not in Israel. He was saying this man had great faith because he was saying, You don't even have to come to my house. Just speak the word, and my servant shall be healed. How many of us... When we got people among us that you know that God has given, I'll say, the working of miracles or the gifts of healing, and they come, a person, you come to that person, and that person, um, you want that person to come to your house, and they say, I can't come to your house. Then some of us would say, well, if you don't come, they're going to die. But this servant right here, he took God at his word. And that's where he want us to be. The more time you spend with him, you will take him at his word and you will not move off his word because you know that his word is not coming back void. It's not coming back empty. So you're going to stand doing all you're going to stand because you know that God is not what brother Willie, neither the son of man. Have he not? Shall he not? Have he not? And shall he not? Come on, y'all. How many times have we heard that? And then when we get broke, busted, and disgusted, 
We ask God, where are you at now, God? What do I supposed to do? How am I going to eat? Come on, let's just talk about the storm that just came. Some of us was more worried about what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, when is it going to get done, that we forgot the God that we serve. And that's when you know where you stand with your faith and what you believe in at that time. You're going to know if your faith is growing, if it's weak faith, is it little faith, is it strong faith. You're going to know at those difficult times where you are and where you have been. So this is the centurion. He had great faith. And Jesus said, I have not found so great faith in Israel. Israel was his covenant people. You had this Gentile man believing more than his covenant people. Some sinners believe more than saints. That's a shame, isn't it? Some sinners will get healed quicker than a saint will get healed, and the saint is born again. But the sinner will say, I believe that. They're up and walking. The saint's still laying down, moaning and groaning and saying, God, where you at? There's a difference, isn't it? Meaning that that sinner took the word of God that you gave that person. You know, it's so easy for us to tell somebody, God said, God said, you can get up. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. God delivered them out of them all. Then when something happened in our life, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear nothing about nobody being afflicted. I already know I'm afflicted. I already know I'm going through. I already know all that. I don't care to hear that. Now you're mad. But when you know him and you spend time with him, your focus is more on him than it is on what you're going through. Do we fall sometimes? Yes, we do. But we get back up because the Holy Spirit reminds us of who we are now that we are in him. So we have to always remind ourselves who we are. We have to arise. We have to get up. We have to stand. We have to shine. The only way we can shine is we know that our light has come even in the midst of darkness. So that's what he's telling the body of Christ. Let's look at Romans 4, 19 through 20. In Romans 4, 19 through 20, y'all know this is Abraham again. And it said, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Even in the midst of his situation, even in the midst of him being 100 years old, even in the midst of Sarah um, being as old as she was, and she was at the time that she couldn't even bear children, he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but he was fully persuaded at what God said God would do. What he began to do was glorify God in the midst of his situation and say, God, this is what you said. So you got to perform what you said outside of what my body is not doing because you told me this. So I'm going to go on what you're saying. So this man was strong in faith because he knew that she was way beyond the years for a child. He knew that he was too old to have um, children. So look at what God did. He stood on the word of God. So that is the God kind of faith. And I want to tell y'all, with the God kind of faith, all of us have the measure of faith to believe in the unseen. Everybody in this room, God has given you that to stand on what the word of God is saying outside of how you feel. That's the God kind of faith. We don't live in natural. We live in supernatural. So we can't go on our five senses and expect us to get anything from God. 
we have to go on what the word says and we have to begin to act upon what the word is saying. That's when our faith begin to grow. You cannot say with your mouth and not believe it in your heart because you're not going to get anything from God. Some people will speak something out to people, but deep down on the inside, they don't believe it themselves. My husband was laughing last night and he brought something to my attention. He said, you know how people tell you, it might not be exactly what he said, but you're going to get my point. He said, you know how people say something sometime um, about you're going to make it, you're going to live. And you said, you told us that they were saying in their mind, they're just as good as dead. (laughs) Have anybody done that? Yeah. You go in the room and you look at them. I have to pick on Sister Niece and Brother Willie. Y'all them some funny people. They'll, she'll sit down and she'll tell us what she went through with her husband. And when you go through a thing with you, your maid or your children, you know where you are. And when Brother Willie had to have that surgery on his head, I could have been done told him that somebody needed to check it out. But anyway... I have to pick on Brother Willie like that, but we know he, he, that's just Brother Willie. So we, we were sitting down talking about that moment, and as we was talking about that moment, after he had had the surgery on his head, Sister Denise and his sister was in the room, and Brother Willie, come up here for a second. I, I just have to let him do this illustration because it was funny. Come on, Brother Willie. No, you, she can't do it like you. Come on. Quick, quick, fast in a hurry. Come on, Willie. It was so funny, but it's part of the illustration. Come on, get you a mic and and, and show them how your wife expression looked. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Don't say what you can't do, Brother Willie. You can do all things through who? Okay, show them how she acted. Yeah, bandage off and you asked her a question. was there in the room, and uh, they had my head wrapped up, uh, preparing me for surgery the next day. So I asked my wife, I said, how did my head look? And she said, it's, it, it's all right, look all right. And uh, I looked at my sister, and then my sister looked at my wife, and they said, like, <laughs> I said, oh, God, I messed up. <laughs> it was so funny because he asking them a question, and they telling him, it's all right. But then he look over there with the fa- facial expression. It's like, ain't all right, Brother Willie. Say, give me a mirror. What am I saying? Thank you, Brother Willie. What am I saying to y'all? How many of us that say we know the Lord, when someone begin to tell you their situation and how they feel, and they begin to describe symptoms or describe different things, and once they get finished, you'll be, let us pray. God can do all things except fail. And you lay hands on him. You say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Baby, it'll be all right. God got you. Then you go home. Tell your mate or tell somebody. I clear. We got to pray for her. Because I don't know if she's going to make it. Many of us have done that. Many of us have not even opened our mouth. We have said one thing with our mouth. But deep down on the inside, Lord, help them, please. That's not God's kind of faith. God's kind of faith does not waver. God's kind of faith is not like a windshield wiper that goes back and forth. 
God's kind of faith says, this is what God is saying. This is what I believe. And God's kind of faith says, if I believe or not, God is faithful even when I'm faithless. He's faithful. So we have to spend that time with God so we as Christians, as saints, can operate in the God kind of faith outside of what somebody say, outside of what it appeared to be. We got to say what God is saying to that situation. Are we going to have negative thoughts? Yes. You're human. Who, who wouldn't? It's nobody in this room that don't have negative thoughts. It's nobody in this room that don't have to cast down imaginations. I don't know about y'all, but have you ever been in conversation and all of a sudden you, you're getting ready to say something to somebody and it's right on the tip of your tongue that cut you off and that thought fly away? And for you can't even figure out what was it? It was on the tip of my tongue. You have to sit there and say, Holy Spirit, what was that I was getting ready to say? Because you get so bothered because you know it was something that needed to be said. And sometimes you say, if they just had a hush, I could have got it out. Now, I can't remember. It must have not been that important. But you would say, no, it was important. How many know that things that are really important that you need to say, sometimes they get far from you? But things that are so negative and so perverted won't leave you alone. Have y'all ever thought about that? You can find them thoughts. Do you know why you can find them? Because they are deep root there. There are some things that is still there that you need to deal with. And this is why I say the enemy knows that if he can keep us from the word of God, he's keeping us from doing what God will have us to do. He's keeping us from manifesting the things in our lives that God has already provided for us. That's why we got to watch what we see, watch what we hear, watch what we put in our mouth, watch what we touch. Because everything that you look at, guess what? It's going to come back to you sooner than later. Everything that you hear is going to come back to you sooner than later. So the God kind of faith is God's faith that he has given to every believer in order for us to believe his word. That's why we need the God kind of faith. Now, we talked about natural faith. Natural faith is going on your five senses. We talked about the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith goes on what his word um, is saying and what his word has said. And in order to develop God's kind of faith, for that faith to grow, for that faith to increase. Remember, God don't increase your faith. Your faith, it grows the more that you get into the word of God. It gets stronger. It gets greater. Some people are weak in faith. And the reason why they're weak in faith, because they don't get into the word of God. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying, some of y'all are latching hold of somebody else that's strong in faith and you're getting lazy. Because you're waiting on that person to tell you what to do. And you believe in if that person, if it worked for that person, it's going to work for me. That's not how it should be. You have the same faith of God. But you got to develop that faith through the word of God. You got to know what the word is saying to you. Now let's talk about the gift of faith. We talked that, um, I said that the gift of faith is a supernatural gift that's given through the Holy Spirit as he wills. And it's for you to believe the um, impossible, basically. 
Now, when we look at the gift of faith, let me tell y'all, it's different from the God kind of faith. The gift of faith is what the Holy Spirit places upon you in situations to show people that God is still God and he takes what's impossible and he makes it possible for those who believe. This is what the Holy Spirit bring upon you in different situations for you to give to people. The God kind of faith that he give every believer is for you to stand on what God's word is saying. Jesus, when he walked the earth, Jesus operated in these nine gifts of the spirit fully. Meaning that when you see somebody instantly heal, that is because the gift of healing was in operation in Jesus' life. Now, if we are in here tonight and God stir up the gift of faith on me or on somebody else... What's happening with the gift of faith as I talk to you about experiences in my life and what God has done for me and it looks impossible to you, but God made it possible. It's going to stir up the faith that's in you, but it's the gift of faith that's in operation, stirring up the the, um, faith in you and you will be ready to say, man, I know now that that can happen in my life. Have you ever been around a person that they tell you about their experiences and all of a sudden you feel like you can take wings and fly and you can conquer the world? That's the gift of faith upon their lives. How I found out about the gift of faith, God will tell me to do some stuff, y'all, that was crazy. And I would do it because I felt like it can be done. I don't care what they say. It can be done. When they tell me you can't have this loan because da-da-da-da-da-da, That gift of faith in me stirs up in me, and I'm like, the loan is already mine, but your credit bad, I don't care. I just stand on that, what I'm feeling. It's it's a supernatural gift that the Holy Spirit places upon your life, and he lets you know not to give up, even in the midst of your situation. That's what the gift of faith do. It go beyond the God kind of faith. Even though you got the God kind of faith and you're standing, when the gift of faith is in operation, you're going to have things that is impossible that you know can be possible and nobody can tell you any different. So if somebody tell you, if somebody walk in a room and the gift of faith is stirred up in somebody and that person look deformed, but the gift of faith that's stirred up in you say, uh-uh, that person is not deformed. That person is normal. And they're looking at you like, can't you see what's wrong with that person? I'm telling you right now, that person is normal. They're calling you crazy. That's because that gift of faith is allowing you to see where beyond what everybody else is seeing. And when you grab hold to the gift of faith, you can look for the working of miracles or the gift of healing right behind it. So that's what the gift of faith does. It's not like the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith, you standing based on what the word of God is saying. But when the Holy Spirit put upon you the gift of faith, it feel like you done lost your mind. You have to check yourself sometime to say, God, is this for real? God, I know that this is what they're saying. I don't believe that. It is stronger than just having the God kind of faith. The gift of faith is going to let people know that God is really God and you're going to stand. I give you an example. This is the gift of faith in operation. Raising a dead man. Y'all know the gift of faith is in operation, right? Y'all know in Luke 7, 12 through 15, this was Jesus. Jesus met this woman. That son had died. And this is what was happening. He said, 
told her to weep not. He had compassion on her. And he said to the young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. That's the gift of faith. When the gift of faith is in operation in your life, you know that the dead can rise. You don't care if they embalmed them. You don't care what they done to them. You're going to call life back into that body, and you're going to say, get up, rise up. It's time for you to live. That's the gift of faith. Other people that's in the funeral say, she done lost her mind. That body is dead. But you're saying, no, I say, get up and arise. The body arise and everybody else leave. That's the gift of faith. It takes the gift of faith to raise a dead body. You can have um, God's kind of faith and you can walk in there with that body, but it ain't like the, the gift of faith. The gift of faith is a faith that you know that God said it and it's happening. It's a total difference. So we're standing, let's say Teresa is believing God for what God told her concerning her finances. God told Teresa that she was debt-free. She believed that she debt-free. She still see her bills, but she said, that's not what God said. I am debt-free. I'm standing on that. Okay, Teresa been standing. She been standing. She keep right on standing. So that's what Teresa's doing. She's believing God based on what God said. But that's different from the gift of faith. That's on her behalf. The gift of faith is going to work on other people's behalf through you, through Teresa. So that's where we miss it sometime. Now, God may stir up the gift of faith in your life for something that's out of the ordinary, but mainly the gift of faith is to help someone besides yourself. That's why the Holy Spirit put the gift of faith upon people to let people know God is real. So when you go out somewhere and something is going on, God may have a word of knowledge given to Teresa. He may tell Teresa, I need for you to go to this lady and I need for you to tell this lady um, such and such, such and such. So Teresa began to tell her and then all of a sudden Teresa said, and another thing, you can be healed. That is curable with God. They say it's incurable, but God said it's curable. So you are cured. That's outside of what man is saying. And she's standing on it. And then the next thing she knows, the gift of healing start going into operation. And then the woman is healed. But before the woman was standing on the word of God, but seemed like nothing was happening. But when the gift of faith, the gift of um, healing and the working of miracles come and play together, she's going to leave out healed. There's a difference. So you got to know the difference. Anybody that stands when it look impossible and won't move, you know they're operating in the gift of faith. They don't care what you say. They don't care which way it goes. This is what God is saying. That's what it took for this dead body to be raised. We've got another one, John the 11th chapter, dealing with Lazarus. Y'all remember him. Lazarus, come forth. That was a gift of faith. That was another dead body. Who does that? If they're dead, then they're dead. We ain't going to raise them up. They're dead. So he had to know that it wasn't yet Lazarus' time. He had to know that Lazarus wasn't ready to die. For him to tell him, come forth, Lazarus, he had the gift of faith. Let's look at the storm. In Mark 4, 37 through 39, we hear this all the time. Remember Jesus was in the boat? He was asleep. Who sleeps through a storm? A person with the gift of faith. Because their faith is so strong in God that they're not worrying about a storm. They sleep through it. It don't matter how bad it gets. Their faith is so strong. The gift of faith that's upon their lives. When they woke Jesus up, he just got up and calmed the storm and went on about his business. Who does that? <laughs> that's a gift of faith. 
That's a faith that's out of the ordinary, that's operating. And when the gift of faith is in operation, too, you're going to see things um, the way God see things. You're going to do things exactly the way God do things. You ain't going to second guess nothing. And we're looking at walking on the water. Um, let me see. I gave y'all that was Peter. And we said that it was a spirit. And Jesus said, be of a good cheer. He was walking on the water. Same with Peter. When Peter began to walk on the water, that had to be the gift of faith. What turned the gift of faith around was when he saw his situation. Jesus, he continually walked on the water. He was waiting on Peter, just standing on the water. Who does that? I remember Creftle Dollar said he tried it in his pool and it didn't work. He said, I tried. He said, well, God, if Peter walked on the water, I can walk on the water. He said, evidently, I ain't Peter. No, your gift of faith wasn't in no operation. Because if God tells you to walk on that water, that's a gift of faith. I'm going to walk and stand. But guess what? My God, somebody going to see me too. It ain't going to be just for me. He ain't going to have me on no water without somebody like Athea being out there and say, Apostle, are you standing on water? Yes, my child. Arise, come, come, come. See, that's how, that's how the gift of faith acts. Tell me something, y'all. What I look like having a gift of faith shut up in the house and nobody can see it. Don't make no sense, does it? What I look in my house raising the dead, nobody never know they were dead. The gift of faith got to show up and show out. The gift of faith got to walk in a funeral and walk up to the dead body and say, I say, arise. You got to see it. I don't want to be in my house and nobody can um, verify what I'm saying. God wanted to be seen because that's what's bringing people to him. Some people say, I got the gift of faith and they can't even move a mountain. Okay. Nobody ain't going to believe it because nobody is seeing nothing in operation in their lives. So we see um, the walking on the water. That's the gift of faith. So we have to understand the difference when the gift of faith is in operation. The gift of faith is going to believe beyond what's going on around you. It's going to be a faith that's beyond just saying, I trust God. People are going to know that you're operating in the gift of faith because they're going to say, that's really outside the norm. That's impossible. But you know that it's not impossible because that's what God said. That is the gift of faith. I'm telling you, when we learn all of these gifts that the Holy Spirit give us as he will, then we'll be able, when we go into places, we'll know how people are operating. Because some people are operating out of the will of God. Some people say they have something, but you never see nothing. So wait on the Holy Spirit. Whenever he come upon your life, and don't get mad at people when they believe in God in a way that you're not believing. Because they're spending more time with God, more than you spending time with God. It's time for us to get into this word, get developed through this word, so we will know what gifts are operating in our lives. You have a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's the gift of faith. Next week, if it's the Lord's will, we will finish up with the working of miracles. Amen? Do we have any announcements at this time? Any announcements? And from now on, when I grade tests,